Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Unprotected Sets captures the energy of a live comedy show and brings it directly to your ears. Part stand-up, part interview. You'll get an inside scoop into the tragically funny lives and minds of rising star comics. Real, raw, and funny. It's Unprotected Sets. I used to uh, date a girl who was a musician... And uh, she fancied herself a poet and also a cheater. Uh, she was a singer schlong writer. <laughs> My little brother just got a promotion at his job. He was all excited about it. He texted me, he's like, hey man, I got the job. And I texted him back, I said, fucking A, man. Uh, but I, I left all the punctuation out of the sentence. It looked like he was like, hey, man, I got the job. And I just wrote back, fucking a man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for coming out. I'm Raul Sanchez, and I am a stand-up comedian. I was in the 82nd Airborne. Comedy gave me something that I could do after the Army. I didn't know what I, what I was going to do when I got out. At the beginning, it was just like blind hunger for something that I didn't even understand. I don't tell people that I was in the army or that I fought in Iraq or in Afghanistan. Stand-up comedy is a release in that I allow myself to, to talk about it, to, to say that I did that. Going up on stage, it's the same exact level of anxiety and the exact same amount of relief that I get jumping out of an airplane. The doors come up and all you hear is and it's just darkness because you're jumping in the middle of the night. Either the shoot's gonna open or it's not. Are we ready for our next comedian? Yeah! He is an absolute killer and he was the winner of the funniest comic in Texas contest. Please welcome the hilarious Raul Sanchez! Thank you, everybody. Thank you, beautiful Austin, Texas. Nice to be here, man. Capital of drinking. I fucking love this place, dude. <laughs> I went to the West Coast not too long ago. I went to go visit some family, do some shows. It was pretty awesome, man. But uh, I'll tell you this, dude. They are not fucking around with their pot up there, dude. My sister gave me some weed. She goes, here you go, Raul. This is medical grade pot. And then just left me there with it. Dude, is it me or is the word medical not the most deceiving way to describe how powerful something is? You know, when I think of the word medical, I think of safety. When I think of the word medical, I don't think sitting on a sofa with my nails dug into the side of the armrest like I'm about to blast off in a fucking rocket. Oh, this is too medical! Dude, I got so high. 
I took a drink of water, I didn't even swallow it. I just walked around the house for two hours with water in my mouth. Yeah, so you can imagine my surprise when I went to take another hit. Almost drowned in my sister's living room. Jesus, weed is not my friend sometimes, man. You ever get so high you suddenly realize that you've been rambling on for the past 20 minutes? But the only part of those 20 minutes you remember is that last sentence you just said? But that last sentence is so obscure, there's no way to trace it back to what the fuck it was. You'll be there like, blah, 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 yeah, but it's all done mechanically nowadays, so if anything, he would have to suck my dick. What the fuck was I talking about? And you realize the entire time you were talking to your grandma? But now she throws you off your because she's like, well, yeah, you would have to. It's, uh, it's kind of an unwritten rule, really. I hope they legalize it here in Texas, man. You need that shit. Yeah, dude. You legalize it. I got some friends that are way too optimistic about that shit, though. They're like, oh, bro, in three more years, bro, we're all gonna be smoking a joint outside the Alamo, bro. They won't be able to tell us shit. It's like, nah, dude. I love my state, man. I love Texas, but we're gonna be the last motherfuckers to legalize that shit. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because in Texas, old people will not die. They will not die, and they love to vote. Die. So I can smoke a joint outside the Alamo. And good luck trying to change their mind, man. They're so set in their ways, it doesn't matter how good your point is, man. I, I know, because I've had these arguments before. Well, you do realize that marijuana is a lot safer than alcohol and a lot healthier than cigarettes, and if you keep it illegal, you're just providing the cartels with a lucrative business that only they have access to. But they won't listen to that shit. They'll just be like, all right, sir, I'm not gonna tell you again. Step out of your vehicle and put your hand <laughs> behind your head. All right, well, maybe. Maybe you have a point. I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> I grew up in a pretty tough neighborhood, man. I grew, I grew up in the west side of San Antonio. Uh, like, I have a friend that did seven years in prison because he robbed a jewelry store. And uh, sometimes, dude, sometimes I don't like hanging out with this dude. Cause, no, every time I go over to his house, like, he always wants to play me prison games. No, I don't mean, like, weird shit. I mean, like, like he always wants to play me chess. You know? And he's like, hey, bro, let's play a game of chess, bro. Chess, bro. Like, nah, man, I don't know how to play chess. And I think it's kind of boring, to be honest with you. He's like, oh, bro, see, the reason you don't know how to play chess is because chess, chess is a thinking man's game. Is it, Eddie? Is it a thinking man's game? Or is it the game of a man who couldn't go outside for seven years? Yeah, I don't know how to play chess because I was allowed to go to the mall. It's like, why don't we just have a toothbrush sharpening contest while we're at it, you fucking maniac. Incredible, man. I used to box. I should say, I tried boxing for two weeks. It went, as white people like to say, no bueno. 
It was tough. <laughs> you know why I tried it? Because I, I, I saw this documentary on all Mexican boxers, right? And those motherfuckers got me all riled up. Yeah, this dude came on the screen and he's just like, I don't know what it is about us Mexicans and boxing. I guess it's just in our blood. And I'm looking at it, it is in our blood, man. I'm fucking boxing, right? And all of a sudden, Julio Cesar Chavez comes out, who's arguably the greatest Mexican boxer of all time. He looks into the camera and he goes, you only need one thing to be a great boxer. It's called a heart. And I'm like, I'm Mexican and I got a fucking heart. Dude, I'm laying dudes out, man. I'm telling you. Two weeks later, this kid lit me up so bad, dude. I went home mad. I was like, all right, I'm not gonna say that Julio Cesar Chavez is a liar, but he definitely withheld some information, man. There's a lot more to it than heart. You know, and I personally, I blame the director of that documentary, because as soon as Chavez said that shit about the heart, I should have heard a voice off camera go, mm, what about reflexes? It's, it's a pretty fucking big part of it, man. I don't know if you know this. You know what it looks like when a really fast guy throws a punch at you? Magically, the side of your head starts to hurt. And you're like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was born in Mexico. We moved to the States when I was seven years old. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to join the army. I had it in my head that I was going to fight in a war, and I don't know where it comes from, but I believe maybe it was just something left over from another lifetime. So when I got to high school, the only thing I wanted to do was do the ROTC program. When I was a senior, 9-11 happened, and the teacher rolled in those TVs that are on wheelers, and he said, guys, this is what's happening right now. I was standing in the back watching the footage and saw the airplanes going into the building. And I remember the first thing that I thought was, oh, my God, we're going to war. I mean, I was an 18-year-old boy. That's the only thing that went through my head, really, that that I, I wanted to fight. My name is Raul Sanchez, and I am a former illegal immigrant. That's right, yes. And I was also in the United States Army for four years. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, talk, talk about taking American jobs, huh? Yeah. There wasn't a big line for that one, I'll tell you that much. One question that I always had trouble answering is when people would come up to me like, hey, Raul, how, how did that feel? Like, being illegal, how did that feel? Like, I don't know, dude, I was seven. And I'm pretty sure that illegal is not something that you can feel, you know? Like, you don't go up to somebody at work and be like, hey, man, are you feeling okay? You look a little tired. And they're like, actually, I woke up feeling illegal this morning. <laughs> you know how it is when you drink too much. The next day, your head feels undocumented as fuck. <laughs> a terrible feeling, that undocumented feeling. When people find this out about me, they always want to talk to me about illegal immigration politics, and they find out that I don't give a shit. <laughs> they almost get offended. They're like, what? Well, these are the issues that we're discussing as a society. You what about people should know that. It's like, dude, I dropped out of community college after three weeks. I should not be discussing anything. 
Like, that's the problem in this country. We don't go to smart people with educations and degrees on the subject. We just ask each other. It's like, hey, Greg, you've mailed a letter before. What do you think about Supreme Court Justice's decision last week? <laughs> I think they're a bunch of pussies. That's what I think. Dude, if your opinion on the government is also something that you yell at a football game, it's not a good one. Here's the thing, I don't even have opinions on illegal immigration. I just have a hope. And my hope is that one day, illegal immigration gets treated with the same dignity as drinking and driving. Yeah, because in both cases, you are breaking the laws of the United States government. I just wish that both of them got treated like drinking and driving, you know? If I get caught, I get what I deserve. If I don't, I get jack in the box and leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Nobody got hurt. I made it to a house in America. <laughs> as long as you're happy, you know? As long as you find happiness. You know? And I've heard people say, if you want to find true happiness in life, what you have to do is you have to find something that you love to do and do that for a living. And that's how you find true happiness. But I don't believe that shit, though. Nah, you don't have to have a great job to be happy. You don't have to have that perfect job that you've always wanted since you were a kid. Dude, all you got to do in this life to be happy with who you are and what you do is find a job where you can steal things. <laughs> steal things from work. Anytime you feel shitty about your life and what you do for a living, steal something from work. And we go, well, I work at McDonald's. I feel like shit every day. Steal something every day. <laughs> and don't just steal the same thing. Steal something different every time. So if you've worked at McDonald's for four years, you should have already built another one in your backyard. <laughs> and now you're self-employed. When I first found out I was going to Afghanistan, the captain of the training platoon came over and he just started talking to us and he said, uh, sit down. Half of us went to this side of the conference table and the other half went this. This kid that I went to basic with tennis sat on the other side and I sat on this side. He said, Charlie Company, Bravo Company. And a couple of months while we we're in, uh, in, in Afghanistan, uh, tennis got killed. And I remember thinking like, that's what decided it. Like, just where we sat decided what unit we were going to, and it just so happens that he got put in one that got uh, in close contact with the enemy. And they told us, yeah, that um, guys in Bravo Company made contact, and uh, yeah, and then, then they listed the casualties, you know, in case, I guess in case somebody knows somebody. Yeah, and they said, and they said it, was, uh, it was Dennis. I left the army because I was just too tired. I was uh, physically and emotionally and mentally exhausted after the army. For four years, I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was a, a janitor, a cash register guy, and I was getting depressed a lot. And one day I was driving and I was crying with anxiety. And I remember seeing the, uh, the laugh out loud uh, sign. It's a comedy club in San Antonio. And I thought, I guess I could use a laugh, right? So I went and there was something in the air, I could feel it. If somebody crushed, there was something left in the air when people were laughing and it was like a, like a Pentecostal church and it happened to be open mic night. I didn't go up that night, but I remember I wrote for a whole week till the next Tuesday and I, I started there and I never stopped after that. 
Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know? It was crazy, man. I was, uh, I was airborne infantry, man. I used to jump out of airplanes and shit. That, that was fucking scary, man. Because I'm a little dude, you know? Like, every time I jumped out, it took me like three times longer than everybody to get to the ground. <laughs> Like at one point, the parachute was beneath me. I was like, what the fuck? Parachute is using me to lower itself safely to the ground. <laughs> I was in the army, man. I, I, went to, I went to visit a friend of mine uh, back in Virginia, man. He was my squad leader in Iraq, man. And we were just bullshitting the whole time, talking about old stories. And he told me this one I'd completely forgotten about, man. We, we used to do... Uh, these exercises called EPW and search exercises where we got to practice searching a body, right, of an enemy to make sure it, you know, no intel or it's got booby traps on it, right? And what happens is you get paired up with somebody and one of you plays dead and the other one has to search through the pockets and everything. And my friend Lynn, he was a private at the time, he got set up with, with a sergeant and he was going to play the dead body, uh, Lynn was. And you know what this dude, this motherfucker cut a hole in his pocket and stuck his dick through it, knowing full well that a sergeant in the United States Army was about to go through his pockets, right? And the sergeant starts going through the, and he's all into it, like, I'm searching the body, and now I'm recovering this. And, and he starts patting, you gotta start from the top. And he starts patting, and he's working his way down, and we're all just grabbing each other, like, Ooh. You start seeing Lynn's chest, like, bouncing up, like, trying to hold his laughter, because you know what's about to happen. Finally, the sergeant gets to the dick pocket, right? And he puts his hand in it, and he just starts like, what the fuck? You have gum in here, man? What the fuck is this? And then he tells me, dude, at some point, I was just trying not to get hard. Because he wasn't trying to jack him off, but that is what he was doing. And then finally, the sergeant just goes, hey man, what the fuck do you have in your pocket? And then Lynn just opens his eyes and goes, it's my dick, sergeant. He's like, ah! He's like, his head, it looked like it was disintegrating like a vampire. He's like, ah! He smoked the piss out of Lynn, man. He had him doing like lunges and push-ups. Lynn was soaking wet after 30 minutes. But every time the sergeant would look away, Lynn would look at us and be like, ah, he touched my dick, didn't he? Ah! <laughs> One time we went to Iraq, right, and we got, in a, we got in a firefight. And what happened was we pushed the enemy up against the Euphrates River, right, but we were in a palm grove, so there was a lot of palm trees, a lot of brush, we couldn't see anything. And the shooting is going back and forth, and all of a sudden I hear somebody calling me to throw a grenade. They're like, Sergeant Sanchez, throw a grenade. And I'm like, what? <laughs> throw a grenade? I was like, are you sure? Because there's a lot of trees, man. That shit could bounce back and hit us. He's like, just throw the fucking grenade. I was like, God damn it. So I grabbed the grenade and I pulled the pin. I get up on a knee and I chuck it as hard as I can. And then I get down for the explosion. And all I hear is, Badoom. and then somebody yells at me. He's like, damn it, Sanchez, you threw it too far. I landed in the fucking river. And I was like, well, don't yell at me. Like, we're on the same team. 
focus on the negative shit, you know? Like, at least now we know they're not in the fucking river, you know? But I think the reason I threw it so hard was because I was overcompensating, you know? Because when I was in high school, I was in the baseball team for two days. Because uh, that's how long it took me to find out that I threw like a bitch, right? So it was no surprise to me when I got to basic training and all the drill stars were yelling at me. They're like, damn it, Sanchez, why can't you throw a grenade? It's just like throwing a baseball. I was like, I know, it's fucking difficult. Because <laughs> it's heavy, man. It's made out of metal. I didn't know it was made out of metal. He's like, of course it's made out of metal. It's supposed to kill people. I was like, well, you can catch more flies with honey, drill sergeant. <laughs> then I thought, wouldn't that be great if that's how a grenade actually worked, right? Like you throw a grenade, a bunch of honey goes everywhere. <laughs> and it actually works. Like the enemy's like, well, I want to keep fighting, but I'm so sticky. Yeah, <laughs> My neck keeps doing the thing where it sticks to your shoulder. Yeah. I'm gonna go wash off in the river. Yeah. They're like, oh, don't go in the river. They're throwing grenades in the river. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they get you, honey grenade, river grenade. Dude, after a while, I think I, the enemy started knowing when it was me throwing the grenade every time it landed short, you know? Because they started doing that little league thing. They were like, all right, everybody, bring it in. Look who's coming up. Hey, guys, I got to get out of here, man. Thank you so much. The way I can find the humor about things like being in a firefight or just being in the army is that that's what we did on our off time in, in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. There was nothing sacred. The humor has to be amped up to a higher degree for us to find it funny. You can't just talk about, you know, goofy things. That, that's not going to make us laugh because we could die the next day. I don't know if comedy is a therapy for me now. Maybe it could have started off that way. But now, I just, I love it. When I go up on stage, it's like I'm about to jump out of an airplane again. I feel that tug. It's just a peaceful ending the whole way through. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.